Hi, this is Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, today we have another one of our great interviews from CPAC Media Row. What a fun Fun. The content is always distressing, it seems, although I did have some fun inter- interviews and we'll be playing those. Uh, but these are great people who have a lot of knowledge and I have the privilege of asking them the questions and we all have the privilege of listening uh, to their responses. Uh, today we're going to hear Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, who I've been uh, talking with for years, really, since I pretty much started the podcast back in D.C. I remember uh, talking to, to Tony. He's from the London Center. He uh, uh, served in the military and in intelligence. And uh, Tony is on, uh, you see him on television a lot, bringing his perspective. And it's always good. I trust his perspective. And so that's why this uh, today's conversation is important. We'll talk about uh, the, the intelligence forces, the um, uh, the betrayals. We'll talk about, I ask him the question, is there anyone left that really loves this country inside the deep state and these deep intelligence uh, services, which is where you've been all of these years. Are there any patriots left? So that's what's in store for you today in this show. You know that you can call us at Sandy Rios 24-7 at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. You can go to Sandy at AFR.net. You can actually write me an email using that address, sandy at AFR.net. We really enjoy reading those and sharing them on the air when it's appropriate. You can go to sandyreels.com, which is kind of a one-stop place. You can order my new book, um, God's Velvet Hammer. That's a real easy way to do it. Uh, but you can get it from Amazon or any, any place books are sold right now. Um, you can go to Facebook, which is Sandy Rios 24-7. We have, we're trying to, you know, um, I think we've had a lot of shadow banning through the years, so we're trying to counter that and renew that page, and we would love to have you come and join us there if you do Facebook, Sandy Rios 24-7. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Sandy Rios Tweet. It's a different format. You might not be used to it, but some of you are, so at Sandy Rios Tweet. Also, Instagram, we are Sandy Rios 24-7, and so we are in all those places. Plus, you can listen to the podcast at AFR.net, of course, American Family Radio is my home base. Uh, but you can find it on any podcast platform that you that you use. So it's Sandy Rios 24-7. Um, you know, we talk about pre-born a lot on the show, and that's because we really believe in their mission. It's really simple. They want to save as many babies as they can from abortion through ultrasounds and also then sharing God's love. When a mom hears her baby's heartbeat on ultrasound, the majority of time she will choose life. In fact, stats say Anywhere from 50% to 70% of the women carrying a child when they see their baby decide they don't, they can't terminate. I think that's beautiful because they see pictures of their baby sucking their thumb, the little heart, uh, maybe what gender it is. It's just amazing and it's just too much, really. It becomes a human being for them, which it is, by the way. And so uh, if you would like to help preborn, and I hope you will, I know many of you have already. Uh, and I, I would guess, I'm guessing, because I know a lot of you well, that you're ongoing supporters of Preborn, and I hope that's what you'll become. Just make it a habit. It's $28 for one ultrasound. You can go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy, and make your most generous donation. All right, then I, you know what you're in for, so I hope you'll sit back. You know, maybe today take a pen and paper and relax in spite of it and learn from this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. 
From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. Well, what a nice surprise, because uh, sitting in front of me is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, who I always enjoy interviewing. Uh, here we are at CPAC 2024, and uh, gosh, it's thinned out a little bit, Tony. It was, it's been a mob here. I, mean, I know. All day it's been a mob, so finally it's like a little quiet. I, I actually enjoyed having a cup of coffee and a, do- a Danish a few minutes ago. So oh, it was, oh uh, that sounds so just good. Just getting away. Yeah, so I, no. just, I enjoyed going to the restroom. I got a chance to do that. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank thank you for having me. It's good to be here. You know, we've it's been speaking we've been speaking for like ten years. I know on and off, so it's I good know. to be back with you. I, here. When you first wrote your book, Dark Heart, <laughs> That's right. when was what year was that? That was uh, twenty ten. It's been yeah. 12, 14, yeah. 14, 14 years. Is I, st- I still yeah. was in D.C. and uh, yeah, I remember the first interview with you. Yeah, all I that time too. ago. Yeah. I did too. Well, so, Tony is the president of Project Sentinel, right? And he's the uh, he was the Trump twenty twenty national security advisor, right? And uh, and I remember Tony, you were so good on. Well, we were certainly tracking on all uh, the, the conflicts and the uh, Islamic radical yep. situation and the yep. understanding of what was happening. So I always appreciated you. I don't like, you know, honestly, I, I, this may not mean a thing to you, but I, I won't interview just anyone. Good. Well, thank you. No, yeah. I, it's important. Yeah. I, I, I'm not I interested. That. Yeah, there's yeah. some people who are, have a high profile that I don't, I'm not doing it. But um, I appreciate your perspective and your wisdom. Okay? Thank you. So there's nothing going on now, right? So, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, well, look, you know, according to um, uh, the White House, Jake Sullivan, everything is as quiet as it's ever been. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's his position. So, yeah. I'm not even sure where to start. Um, I, I think um, maybe Israel would be a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, the the dual uh, that say, t- says one thing and does another of the Biden administration might be a good place to start. Yeah, so let's break that down a little bit. The issue I have is that um, the left, the progressive left, the Democrat Party has become an extension of Hamas. They have. And, yes. and they keep using this word uh, that I find uh, abhorrent, genocide. There's no genocide. There's 800 million Arabs. I don't think the Israelis want to wipe them off the face of the earth. Do you, Sandy? I don't think so. And, and the more they, they, they they're, what they're trying to say is disproportionate use of force. Like, and even that is abhorrent because, like, if you were attacked like they were, like we were on 9-11, you're going to go back and you're going to go back heavy, hard, and sustained until you won. And that's what the Biden administration doesn't want. They don't want victory. They keep trying to reward the Palestinians with their own state because of of what they did on the 7th of, of October. This, that's completely insane. Why would you reward a terrorist organization for literally murdering people to, to get their objective? It kind of it goes against every value we have as Americans. It's twisted. Yeah. It's twisted. And so many people are confused about it. I don't understand yeah. the confusion, but I they don't. are. You know, last night, I wish you could have been... You would have enjoyed the international summit last I night. I heard. I heard all about it. Uh, Liz Truss was there, and uh, my Nigel Cam- Nigel, 
Farage. Farage. Sorry, I know Nigel, yeah. Uh, Nigel was talking about how in uh, the, the main square in London, which I'm sure you've been, I have too, it's yeah. beautiful. I filmed there, yeah. I, I, we did a TV series for uh, Travel Channel that we filmed there. Uh, so. I, I just, it's just breathtaking. Yeah. Well, he said it's filled with Hamas supporters. Uh. And day and night. And uh, in, in regular folk, uh, orig- oh, what would you say? People who love England first and yeah. not some other Patriots. ideology? Patriots. Uh, I don't feel safe yeah. there. No, I talk to people over there, and I talk to a number of folks I track from Brexit, Nigel and some others. I was uh, Susan Evans. Susan, she was the spokesman for Brexit. We track each other. So we actually do a number of things that relate to um, to uh, trying to make sure that we help support them and what they're doing. So, um, One thing, I, I remember, the name of this gentleman is just leaving me, but... Uh, Tucker Carlson, Tucker. I, remember, I remember his yes. name. No, not his name. I oh, remember okay. his name. The <laughs> Intel guy he just to. did an interview, yes, with yeah. the guy who was talking about the deep, 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 deep state. Yes. Things that I had, it all makes sense now. That he, What's his name, Tony? Do you I know don't his remember. name? Okay. I'd have we to have go to look say, at uh, Me too. Well, I know who it is because um, I was told to go watch. I have not seen the interview yet, but I understand what it, what it was about. And I, I do want to actually go and, and, and learn more about that. But yeah, I've... I've tried to instruct a number of folks relating to the reality of what we face. And it's not simply the intelligence community acting out. It's about them infiltrating private sector organizations and taking over boards, which is very dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't see how that's legal, and yet they're doing it. They're doing it. And yeah. that's within the, ironically, of course, that's what every totalitarian regime, communist regime has done. Right. I think of China, who went after business owners. They Actually, you know, in the... Press and oppressor yeah. system, which is what they go for. It was business people in China right. who were hated so, and pitted against the regular people. Well, this is the thing. So this is I'm going to say something and may get get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it. Oh, the, not on this the, show. The, the Nazis. The Nazis went about gaining control of of commerce immediately coming into power, and they did that through picking certain companies and installing Nazis. And if you didn't if you didn't play ball and take a Nazi, you would be killed off. Uh, this is what they did. And they organized about 11 companies, which then went about trying to control message, media, energy, and, and, and food. They controlled everything. And so this is what I find frightening about the direction we're going. This is, this is literally out of 1934 Germany, totally. what they're doing. Uh, and I should finish my thought on China because I, that didn't sound like I didn't know what I was quite saying, but I do. I was reading a book about a fi- business family in China mm-hmm. and how the, uh, the, during the revolution... Uh, they started using businesses. They yeah. made them. They threatened them if they didn't turn against their own people. And then, of course, finally, as you just said, and we see, then they they cannibalize those businesses yeah. so that they uh, th- this family lost everything. They become you know? extensions they, of the state. Yes, totally. Yeah. And we, do we see that here, Tony? Well, that's like that happening here. That's why the Tucker Carlson interview with this guy was so important. Now, uh, I've I've made protected disclosures to a member of Congress on this because this is we've known this for a while, and I've been saying since we've known each other, to members of Congress, you need to pay attention to this because uh, the intelligence community is far more pervasive in the private sector than, than we understand. And now it's, be- it's coming out little by little. So One of the things that he reported, uh, and I actually heard Dr. Malone say something about this a long time ago, um, that the, the uh, CIA actually founded Google. They're the ones that paid for it. It wasn't called Google at so, the time. Some, yeah, let me give you some back. So something called InQtel. Okay. InQtel was a, a public-private sector partnership 
between CIA and the tech sector. So, And it was Sergei, whatever his name, yes, who went on to take and it. And others, yes. And he's the guy who, is he still I the think, CEO of Google? I think he's still there, Sorry, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. So, no, no, I mean, I know the people who are doing this. As a matter of fact, the, the former think tank I was at, Center for Advanced Defense Studies, some of the folks there were looking at this. So, again, it was the idea was not bad in that you want to look at the private sector as incubators of technology, but you don't want to use that technology then when you discover it to enrich those in political power to basically perform the ability to basically suppress free speech, which is against our, our, our rights, free, the Constitution. Tucker's guest had this premise, and I'd be interested to know. I know you're going to watch it, and this is just based on my telling. You yeah. don't have to make up your own mind. Uh, but he basically lays out the case that uh, the CIA and the NSA, of course, started out uh, during World War II to be using their spy craft, yeah. their, all their crafts, uh, t- as patriots to save the country. Uh, and then somewhere along the way, uh, so many uh, power brokers got involved that uh, around the 2020, right before 2020, yes. the worms started to turn, yes. and they started to turn their spy craft and all of the, their abilities against the American people. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, a, I think, a good summary. OSS and Signals Intelligence came out of World War II. Uh, the services created CIA. Uh, OSS, the OSS was split off. Some things went to the services. I'm a, I'm a DOD case officer. We're all trained by CIA, but we go back to DOD, special operations. But, Yes, something happened because some of the things I developed in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, I've actually made what I call protected disclosures to members of Congress saying that the things we developed as black operations have been turned against the American people. And it's true. And I can't get into specifics, unfortunately. No, but, I, you know but, what? You don't have to even tell. I, I see it. I see, Even though I don't yeah. understand all of that, you saw it with the Russian collusion. Yep. You saw it with the, the narrative on J six. Yeah. Uh, this ter- and and then uh, the FBI. They, he describes how the FBI actually turned against what uh, was brought into the whole cabal too. And if you kind of get the concepts, you can see it. You yep. can see it with your very own eyes. By the way, something kind of fun. Uh, the OSS. I just have to tell you, just an aside. Years ago, uh, I read. My daughter-in-law gave me a series of books uh, about a spy who was recruited in New York. Uh, to work for the OSS, and um, I, I loved those books. I read all of her books, and then uh, fast forward, I was on radio in Chicago, and a friend of mine said, hey, there's a lady who's in the States to receive uh, the Medal of Honor reward. She was a spy during the uh, you know the OSS, and it was the same woman, and it was um, the Countess de Romanones, uh, a.k.a. Aline Griffith, and uh, she and I became friends, yeah, Tony. Yeah, that's cool. And so uh, her story, she was a contemporary to uh, Audrey Hepburn. She knew the uh, Duke of Windsor and his, uh, the famous Mrs. whatever her name was, who the king, yeah. who abdicated. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Mrs. Oh, I know what you're talking Simpson. about. Simpson. Simpson, yeah. yeah. Names will come eventually. Yeah. No, I learned a few. I get it. Yeah, but she was, the most, she was a fashion model. Yeah. She ended up marrying a Spanish count, and uh, so it was fascinating. But she was one of the first recruits. Of the OSS, the precursor to uh, the CIA. Wow. Anyway. So, no, the OSS was a great organization. I think people ought to study it. By the way, the origins of all espionage in the United States comes from actually George Washington. Uh, Brian Kilmeade wrote a book about it. I've actually, there's a series called Turn. Yes. So, we, to to this day, we Army still use the same basic block and tackle that the, the, the commander of the Continental Army established for us. I mean, literally. People don't understand how much we've, how little we've changed from. 
that model. That so. is a great, great story. And Ben yeah. Franklin inventing all of these things for spycraft. Yep. We you know, all the time. We still use that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except One time pads except, and all that. Except yeah. the problem. Now, Tony, I, I, you have all this knowledge, and you you feel the way I do about our country. You actually love it. You've served and sacrificed for it. So do you think that there are people still left in our CIA, NSA, who are patriots, who are uh, FBI? That's a, even a, People know about that more. But the other two agencies who yeah. are kind of chafing? Yeah, absolutely. So I got a question similar to this this morning on another uh, show, and, and the answer is yes. Uh, there are men and women like me who signed up to do the hard work of intelligence collection and special operations. They didn't sign up to be woke. They didn't sign up because they're Democrats. They didn't sign up because they're Republicans. They signed up because they're patriots. And I think that's, by the way, there's a hint there for you. That's another reason we don't have a lot of people signing up, because people see the Democrat Party yeah. perverting the federal government. Right. With that said, no, they're good people doing the hard work of special operations intelligence every day. But they're suppressed because they have this Jake Sullivan-esque layer of bureaucrats who simply will, will modify or mollify anything that does not comport with their aspirations as a political party. So it's dismissed or ignored. That's the danger. We have to talk about something else that's in the news today. Maybe started yesterday. And that is Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh my, Russian collusion. The, let's see, the, the House Republicans, especially uh, Comer uh, and uh, Jordan, they are tools. They're <laughs> friends of Putin, and it's Russian collusion. And someone else is there. I forgot. They added somebody else to the list. So, they, so, yeah. so yeah, Tony, so what about that? It's it's uh, look. I say this all the time. Putin's a thug. He's he is a bad man. He's a but people love him there. He's got eighty percent approval. He's going to win another election. You got to accept it for what it is. It's not our system. But he's not the boogeyman involved in everything here, trying to up in our government. It's it's insane. It's dangerous, and it distracts us from actually identifying the real threats. And the reason they do it, Sandy, is because the, they as a party have committed themselves to lying. And this is the most convenient lie they can use. It's the go-to thing. And this one asset, I was talking to, to a congressman earlier today about this. That one intelligence asset, the FBI now indicted because he had the cojones. Yes. To, it's like the, the, this congressman said to his face, uh, Christopher Ray vouched for that guy because he'd been an FBI asset for 10 years. And then now all of a sudden he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy because he, he actually turned on... The, Joe Biden. The Joe Biden. Yeah. That's why he was indicted. That's simply, that's simply what it is. So. Okay. I, I want to ask his general question. This yeah. is complicated, I know. But I am of the opinion. Uh, okay. I would say it this way. <laughs> Most national security experts I know, including other good friends of mine, who know what they're talking about, but I kind of, this is the part I think has been lost because of history. The Russians were our, our enemies for years. I know. I grew yeah. up during the Cold War. I know I all about the it. Cold War. Yeah, I okay. Fought the Cold War. So yeah. you fought the, law, the Cold War and the Cold War. No, I'm kidding. Remember that old song? I fought the law. Anyway, I remember, you know, the, getting under your desk during the, you know, the underground Duncan shelters cover. and cover, Ke- yeah. Ke- Khrushchev, you know, we will yeah. bury you and all this. So yeah. They were our, our enemies, the, the, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So all of our intelligence agencies, you know, a lot of Russian speakers, I have a good friend was NSA Russian speaker have been focused on that I feel that many of them are stuck in that mindset not that you ever would we know how the KGB was we know yeah. about the double game the triple game that they play at least some of us do 
uh, but I feel like they, they are just stuck on Russia and, and can't get beyond it. So I'm a Reagan guy, and the Reagan guys, I deal with, have all got past it. We won, we're done. Yeah. And a lot of them were all for the rapprochement with uh, Gorbachev. Uh, the agreement we made, by the way, which we broke, was that NATO would not move one inch further east after we ended the Cold War. So that is something that Putin's upset about, and I get it. You know, I'm a Reagan guy. I talk to Ed Meese and others on a periodic basis, and I can tell you that, that, that the issues that Putin now has with us have to do with the fact that he's been trying to be essentially a good neighbor. He's been trying to outreach. and He's been trying to engage. He was part of the G20 or whatever it was. And he feels that we can't keep our word. I'm just I'm not saying I'm not saying this because I'm pro-Russian. I'm saying is because this is Gorbachev. This is this is the Russian attitude from Gorbachev negotiating the end of the Cold War to now. They feel that, hey, we didn't keep our word. It is what it is. And for better, or for worse, they're naturally paranoid. They've been invaded since the 14th century over and over. So I get it. So the more we pretend we don't understand that the Russians are paranoid, the more we're going to antagonize for no good reason. So leading down that path is this whole business of going into Ukraine. And I don't know, look, I'm a lay person. You're yeah. the expert. It just seemed very much to me that the Biden administration goaded they did. Putin into going into Ukraine and created the situation. So the, the Maidan revolution was a construct of Victoria uh, Newland and the neocons. They wanted this to happen. And this is all about energy. Nobody will say this openly, but I will. When in 2012, 2013, they discovered these massive amounts of gas and oil in uh, the, the Black Sea and, and Donbass, that's what the focus became. So the Biden administration, uh, there I go, the Obama administration said, we want to help move Ukraine out of the sphere of Russia into the sphere of the EU. Russia said, no way. Those are Russian speakers. And oh, by the way, we're not going to allow Ukraine to become an independent competitor against our oil. It's not going to happen. So that's why it happened. And, and the Biden administration pretends they don't understand any of this. And it's constant antagonization. So, again, I'm not pro-Russian. I'm just saying the Russians have said what they would do. And by the way, th this is like West Virginia and Virginia having a civil war. We would not want, you know, a foreign country to jump in to a war between West Virginia and Virginia. And the Crimea, they got Russians have a right to Crimea. They didn't take it back the right way. And for better or for worse, for the past 200 plus years, Ukraine's been part of Russia. So I just don't, I don't think it's in our interest to try to jump into a civil war. I just don't. Well, I don't either. And of course, the, the suspicion is, of course, that uh, Joe Biden and his family have gotten a lot of money. I think that's Ukraine true. Yeah. money laundering. And so I don't know why that's not clear and plain. But um, Tony, there's so much more to say. I don't even know where I, uh, I know that you don't have endless amounts of time. But I think uh, maybe I'd ask you this. Sure. Um, Given what we talked about, about how the uh, American national security apparatus have, the worm has turned. They're using their, what they've done internationally to control elections. Yes, absolutely. To get outcomes, to pick their people that they want, which has been to our advantage, to the, Amer uh, the benefit of the United States, maybe, hopefully, uh, most times, yeah. in early times. And now they've, uh, there's a worry about the powers that be that there's too much independence in America and Donald Trump. It's all centers, yeah. and interestingly enough, on one man. All the all the arrows go back to that's what was the catalyst. And so they turn on the entire American people, including calling us, you know, what do they call us? I, I don't know. We're, what? Extremists. Uh, Biden. Extremists. Yeah, but Biden called us worse at that famous Pennsylvania speech where yeah. he's got red behind him. It's like, so... Is there any hope? How do we, how do we unring 
this horrible bell? Well, there's no one ringing. So um, a good friend of mine, Jerry Doyle, actor, was on a series called Babylon 5. And uh, there was a character, Ambassador Koch was in that movie. And he was asked a question about the, a coming calamity. And the, the, he said, is there, the question was from, from Sheridan, played by, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. Hey, can we stop, can we stop what's about to happen? And the answer was no. Uh, the avalanche has started, and it's too late for the pebbles to vote. And, that, and that's where we're at. It think, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. With that said, Trump can come in as the avalanche and start doing what's necessary to put it all back together. Because, frankly, at this point, and this is what I think, I always hear, well, we should compromise. I don't oh, want to compromise. All the time. It's like, well, excuse me, I don't want to compromise on abortion. I don't like the idea of, of, I don't believe the girls should be victimized by guys pretending to be girls. I don't think that we should be uh, judging people by who they sleep with and what their skin, their immutable skin color is. These are all things which I don't, where, where do you compromise with that? You don't. So I think we've got to draw a line and accept the consequences of the system essentially coming apart and then being prepared to put it back together. Do you agree that there's a, a waiting team? There's been some controversy about that. I know that Heritage and another entity have been working on recruiting, uh, you know, people to be ready on day one of the I'm a, Trump administration. I'm aware of those efforts. There's multiple okay, efforts. Yeah, sure yes. I, I don't want to get into it because I'm aware of yeah. the efforts and, okay. and I may have just spoken with someone about one of those things. So. <laughs> but, but, but suffice it to say, and I think you, you, you let your audience know, people are trying to give Donald Trump the best possible options and people, especially people, who could come in and actually day one do what's necessary to re, to, to tear away all the, the the basic rot? I mean, Sandy, the system is full of rot. Yes. And you got to you got to it's like a surgeon. You got to cut out the gangrene, and and get it all out, and then you got to start rebuilding. And that's that's what they want to do with these people. Okay, Tony Schaefer. Let me just say again, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is the president of Project Sentinel. Uh, and uh, and you hear him all the time on television, and now you've heard him on Sandy Rios 24-7. Tony, thank you so much oh. for all these years of uh, great perspective. I do appreciate it. No, I, I always enjoy our conversations. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. All right. Sandy thank Rios you. on Sandy Rios 24-7. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. I'm sure you're all familiar with the decision out of Alabama that's actually going to affect in vitro fertilization, which has become so mainstream in the country. Sometime I'll talk about that more and give you some insight uh, into my feelings about that or my convictions about it. Uh, in Alabama, they have ruled that uh, the in vitro, the embryo, is a person, is a baby. Well, I agree. I agree with that. Absolutely. But I have to tell you, that means that this issue is going to be dynamite for the left in the upcoming elections. You, you can just see it, can't you? Because there's confusion about in vitro. We have accepted as though it, we have, we have accepted it as though it's just, uh, we think because it's legal, it's okay, and it's moral. And I've had questions about it for years. Um, so there's going to be a fight royale in the upcoming election, and I think uh, it's possible that we may, we may feel earthquakes uh, in the pro-life movement, uh, those of us that believe life is sacred even in the womb. And for that reason, I honestly, I've made this point before, I'll, I will make it again. I think preborn may end up being our last hope for saving the lives of babies. We may not be able to do it through the law. We may not be able to elect politicians who are committed to life like we are. It may not be possible, and that's where preborn takes over because preborn doesn't go through politicians. They don't need permission. 
Uh, they show the moms who are carrying these babies the, the ultrasound of their baby, and the, and the women make the choice for themselves. It's pretty powerful. It's kind of a, it's a beautiful twist, a wonderful twist on saving lives. And they actually do save lives. If you would like to help them do this, uh, I believe this is a great way to place your money if you're pro-life. It's preborn.com slash Sandy. Go to preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. Hi, this is Sandy Rios, and I miss you in the mornings. But now I'm hosting a podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, which is available at AFR.net and SandyRios.com. Well, I finally finished that book. God's Velvet Hammer chronicles God's call in my life from a small-town girl to Berlin, Germany, Radio Moscow to North Korea to Washington, D.C. I talk about Sasha Girl. That was my disabled daughter. I talk about I Got the Music in Me. That's a chapter on my music life. Lost in India and Other Adventures is hilarious. You won't want to miss it. I talk about my sweetheart, the blessing of Bruce. And then a mysterious chapter called My Green Face and the end of it all. Oh, I think you'll enjoy it. Like the Apostle Paul, these are my shipwrecks and my adventures. All for Christ and His kingdom. God's Velvet Hammer is available wherever books are sold. And remember, Sandy Rios 24-7 is available at AFR.net and SandyRios.com. All right, Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7, back with you. Uh, That was pretty interesting. I've asked Bruce to join me. Bruce, of course, is a former FBI agent. He's a former prosecutor for Cook County in Chicago, so he has a great perspective on many of the things we talked about. One of the things I really found interesting that Tony said, Bruce, Bruce was um, when he talked about how the uh, the intelligence agencies are still using the pattern of George Washington, who set up a series of spies, uh, and how they did things, and how Ben Franklin, I mentioned, uh, you know, in, invented all of this stuff that they used for spycraft. It was. And it is told in the in the series Turn, uh, which I think we can recommend that. Some things we have to be careful about. It's been a long time since we saw it, but um, all I would say is just be sure you put on the subtitles because it's hard to it's hard to understand it them. <laughs> but we watched that I think twice, didn't we? We did, we did. Yeah, um, it is amazing how um, George Washington was so prescient about what would happen in the world. Um, he did develop so many of these spy crafts because the Americans were so outnumbered and so um, uh, without means of waging conventional war that they had to, the only way they could succeed would be to um, go underground basically and try to anticipate what the enemy was going to do before they did it. And, uh, you know, you look at things like they use like invisible ink. Um, They would... um, put up signals like certain people would hang certain things on their laundry line yeah. to to show that, you know, the British ships were there, or the British were in town, whatever, whatever they were uh, signaling the people. But, uh, and, and, and actually uh, those, they've been updated. Many of the precepts, the concepts of what George Washington foretold are still in or use. established Washington spies. That's another movie. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah so, um, well, President Trump is getting, you know, he's trying to, look, we don't know if President Trump is going to win this, and we're pretty sure he's going to be the nominee, although we're hearing that uh, Nikki Haley is, uh, this no-names entity is planning on running Nikki Haley. Is that official, Bruce? Well, it's not official, but it's definitely being discussed, and, and I think that makes sense as to why Nikki Haley staying in this race 
is she's depleting Donald Trump's resources by making him continue to um, engage in primaries. Meanwhile, she's keeping her name up front. And though she has no chance to win as a third-party candidate, if she runs, obviously, she will be siphoning uh, votes away from Donald Trump. Um, We met people yesterday when we were at lunch that just, they say they're Republicans, but they just do not like Donald Trump, and they will not vote for him. And they're the kind of people that are going to vote for Nikki Haley. Yes, I think there's a lot of those. She, you know, she in the, in her home state wasn't a good showing, but she still got forty percent, and Donald Trump got sixty. So, the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, regardless of how you feel about President Trump, and I know a lot of people are very disappointed him in him, put off by him. I mean, what else is new? They, it's always been the case, uh, and he has a. We all know he has a lot of things that are um, aren't appealing to Christians who have, you know, we believe in watching our language and gracious interactions with people. He doesn't do that, but he's not, I don't think we can declare that he has faith in Christ. I think he has respect for the Christian community, but I, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't hold him to that standard because I'm not quite sure about that. He was a playboy billionaire, uh, but he has some values. He does. He's always, if you listen to uh, interviews of him when he was a young man. There's, I think, one with Barbara Wawa, Barbara Walters, Walters, where he talks about the sanctity of life, and he had had some traditional values, although you know, thin grail compared to you know the Ten Commandments, and of course he lived a a, a life that he colored outside of the lines. I don't hold him to that standard, but he did do some incredible things, and I have to say, if I'm counseling anyone on this, our country is. We are losing it. We will probably not survive. If indeed we manage to have a free and fair election in November, uh, I believe this will be the last one. Certainly, if Joe Biden or Michelle uh, Michelle Obama or whoever else runs, Gavin Newsom, I don't think we'll ever have a free election again. I just don't. And so you have to think about those deep things instead of I don't I don't like him. I don't prefer him. Oh, he does icky tweets. He what? All of that's true. But you, it, we are drowning, and he's, he's probably the only hand that can lift us up. Of course, God, of course. Uh, I am not saying that. I'm talking about human terms. And so have to make some hard choices and um, uh, do, I think, what makes sense uh, for the country and for your family and your future. So anyway, Bruce, um, they're trying to choose now, select thousands of people to be standing in the, the wings to populate the agencies because Donald Trump didn't know. He wasn't a D.C. person, so he didn't have a deep bench last time. Yes. You know, a word that really never gets used with Donald Trump, I think, is naivete. But I think he was absolutely guilty of naivete during his first administration in the people that he chose to be a part of his government. And um, if you... You know, he tried to, he, he, he's used to being in a business uh, environment. And a lot of businesses, can you charm your customer? And I don't think he had any idea that charming people does not work in Washington, D.C. You're going against ideologies. Charm does not change those. And um, he wanted, I guess, to do like Lincoln and have a team of rivals. But his team of rivals was not against each other. They were against him. And um, 
when you look at some of the people he chose, Christopher Ray as the head of the FBI, what a disaster. Uh, Gina Haspel, when she was with the CIA, Mike Pompeo, when he uh, was his secretary of state, he started off well, but you have to look beneath the surface. And, you know, Mike Pompeo was assigned over in in um, London with the CIA when a lot of the Trump-Russia collusion investigation, if you want to call it an investigation, I think it was a setup, was going on. And the irony of then having Mike Pompeo be Trump's secretary of state, it just well, it just doesn't make sense. Well, and just to add a little bit to that, the, the British were very involved. Uh, British agents, the... Um, the undercover Brits were yeah. working. You know, we have a note now, actually an actual note from John Brennan, who was the CI director under Barack Obama, asking uh, the intelligence sources, agencies overseas to investigate, I think it was 24 uh, Trump associates. And the reason he asked them to do it, because it was illegal for the uh, CIA or the NSA to surveil Americans. <laughs> So he asked the, the British counterpart and others to do the work for them, and that's what happened, and that's where Mike Pompeo was there and would have known all of that. So it's pretty ironic. Well, all right, that's mind-bending enough for today. If you want to call us, if you have a comment on all of that, you can call us at 662-821-2040. You can email me at sandy at net. You can go to sandyrios.com listen to the podcast, order the book. You can find out a lot of things about the show. That's a good one-stop place to go, sandyrios.com. Our Facebook is Sandy Rios 24-7. We're trying to beef that up. And so if you want to come and befriend us, that would be great. Uh, at Twitter, it's at Sandy Rios Tweet. Our home base is AmericanFamilyRadio.net, at AFR.net. But we're on all podcast platforms, so you can find us anywhere and I hope that you will. Uh, but for today, we want to thank our sponsor, Preborn, and we want to thank you for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.